This St. Patrick's Day, we're having a look at the music of a fourth-generation family band from Belfast, who have influenced the likes of Van Morrison, Bob Dylan and the Beatles. They are true folk music royalty. The band are the McPeaks, and we spoke to their current lead singer, Francis McPeak IV, ahead of their gig at the Lyric Theatre in Belfast. Sold out gig for tonight? Yes, indeed. I'm delighted. Um, there is something special about performing in your hometown, and it's even something a wee bit more special to have a sellout in your own hometown. Uh, although you're Francis McPeak IV, yes. let's go back to the beginning and talk about the success, first of all, of Francis McPeak I. I think that his success really came about being the first Ellen Piper born in Belfast for 100 years. Um, at that point, whenever he basically started playing Ellen Pipes, Irish music was on its knees. It was dying out. And if you even think of the amount of pipers today in relation to flute players, to muscle players, fiddle players, etc., it still isn't in the, the same proportion. So if you think over 110 years ago, pipes was very, very scarce, papers was very, very scarce, and Belfast papers was non-existent. So I have to say that the whole sort of like snowball started rolling whenever I think he was around about 11, 12 years of age and he was walking around um, Springfield Road and he seen an Ellen Piper standing, busking, and he basically put a walking stick underneath his knee so as he could stand and play the pipes at the same time. And it, I think it just was one of those instances that many of us have in life where just a wee remark, a wee situation, just seeing something changes our lives. And that was exactly what Pipes was for him. And that's how it all kicked off. And then, of course, there came after a lot of hard work, huge success for Pipes first. Well, I think that what happened was around about 1912, he won the Aractus, which was our world championships of Irish music at that time. But at the same time, there was this big revival of the Gaelic language, of Gaelic dance and also music and there was a very very strong supporter of that here in Belfast from Queen's University a historian called Francis Joseph Bigger and he started the the Gaelic League of which my great grandfather became one of the most fundamental people within that promoting the music and everywhere and anywhere that there was occasion to play my great grandfather's pipes came out and he was there another man called Sir Roger Casement was also part of the Gaelic League and just trying to push and keep the music, song and dance and literature alive in Ireland. And then, of course, um, there was that song. There was that, that, that song. song. Um, <laughs> you, you, I, I know you, you probably talk about, I have to talk the song quite a lot, but it, it was such an important song as well. Now, Francis McPeak I, uh, he obviously heard this song in Scotland because there is a Scottish connection w with your family. Well, you see, um, the family, because of the word lassie, in that song. Um, shall, we mention, <laughs> shall we mention what that yes, song is? Yes, that song is, um, well, we, what was written uh, was called Will You Go, Lassie Go, but it has subsequently became more popular by the name of Wild Mountain Time. And do, do a lot of people realise that that was your house? Is it great, 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 great grandfather? No, it was just my great grandfather. Great grandfather. Do a lot of people realise that it was him that created this song? An awful lot of people don't. Um, because of the word Lassie, and Blooming Heather, they automatically think that it's Scottish. But I would have to say that if you think of certain parts within Northern Ireland, you can actually stand on the coast and see Scotland. 
So Lassie and Bloomer, and you know something, there are an awful lot of people in Scotland, we do have Heather over here, <laughs> but the thing is this, that an awful lot of people have been saying about the connection between the, the Brez of Alquitta, which was the song, the Scottish song, or Scottish poem. For me, yes, you can see the, the resemblance, but whenever you really look at it, he wrote a completely new song. Because the third verse says, if my true love she were gone, I would surely find another. And it became a song of hope for him because his first wife died and he never thought he would ever love again. He had a couple of young children at the time, but he did find love. And that's where, if my true love she were gone, I would surely find another. And it sounds a bit callous, you know what I mean? But it's not really, it's only talking about the aspect of life and how life throws us different aspects that we have to overcome. And we do come out the other end, better people for it. So that's where the whole song comes from. The McPeaks are a true family band. Let's listen now to the McPeaks band on stage in Belfast with Francis McPeak IV and much to the delight of a packed out theatre, Francis McPeak III also joins them on stage to perform.
Francis McPeak the third and fourth on stage for St Patrick's Day in Belfast. Well, I was doing a, a gig in St Louis and one of the sitar teachers of George Harrison over in India was speaking to me. And I was just saying, I, mean, we're just, I was just talking about my background and I was saying that's four generations here in Ireland. And he basically said that only within tabla players within India would you find anything similar to that going back generations and generations. And I don't think um, an awful lot of people have said to me that there isn't really a family in Ireland that has basically had father-son, father-son, father-son for ge four generations, one playing the same instrument and one called the same name. Now, my great-grandfather, he was nearly called Barney, so I don't know well, if... that I'm would have ruined it. <laughs> yeah, totally. I am much, much happier being a Francis rather than a Barney because after that pink dinosaur, I don't think we would have been the same, you know. How do you explain it, though? I mean, it, it is such a, a chance thing to happen, really. You are quite lucky. Well, I've, I mean, I have, I've had three daughters and then we were lucky enough to have a wee son at the end. I mean, and for me, everybody was said, I'm sure you can't wait to have your son and Francis and all this. For me, what I look upon is, is he healthy and happy? Then, if he wants to play the music, that's well and good. But if you really think about it from a father's point of view, you don't know how your children are going to turn out. You do your best and think that my great-grandfather didn't know how his son was going to turn out and something, a spark happened where he loved the music and loved pipes.
Now, obviously, with the, the McPeak family, as I said, they they are, they are basically folk royalty, and again, there must be you must be sick of people bringing up the same things in interviews all the time. But for those who haven't heard your music or maybe aren't so uh, clued up on the McPeak family, there is such a link with your family and well-known musicians. Everyone from from Bono to Van Morrison to even John Lennon of the Beatles all know of the McPeaks. Yes, um, I think what basically happened throughout the, the folk boom during the 1960s, the McPeak family um, played music for the love of the music. And I think that then came out in the music. And all these young folk singers and all these young musicians heard something different and that, that it wasn't a contrived music, that it was from the soul. And yes, of course, you're looking at people like young folk singers like Bob Dylan, um, Pete Seeger came over, was a big fan, Joan Baez, and then also the Beatles wanted to meet them and work with them. And my daddy did teach John Lennon how to play the Ellen Pipes um, for a while, and I think that that whole emphasis came from, and that want to be with the McPeaks came from the soul of the music. I think as musicians, at times you can stand back and say, hold on, that's a wee bit contrived, it sounds a wee bit, um, I don't want to use the word commercial in any way, but it just seems synthetic, that would be a better word, whereas there's something, there was something pure about their music, and if you even take, say, Ed Sheeran today, standing up with a guitar and singing, there's something special about that. It is a real Belfast success story, though, because we we have to remember as well, again, this is a Belfast-born and bred family. Definitely, and do I know something? They never ever wanted to go anywhere else. I have to say, I would have preferred to grow up in sunny California rather than... And they could have, this is the thing, they they could have cashed in on not only that huge song that's been covered by the likes of Rod Stewart and all sorts of names, but also maybe say second generation, they could have moved away, went to London or or went to LA as you said, but you chose to stay in Belfast. Well they had numerous, numerous opportunities and requests, not only to move into London but to move into New York and Boston, Chicago, that whole sort of like east coast of where it was like major Irishness in in the States. And and Why didn't they go? Why? I'll tell you exactly the reason why they didn't go. They didn't go because they loved home too much. That, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's it. There's no other way of me putting it. They loved Belfast. They loved um, living here. And they were very proud to be coming from here. And they've done nothing but promote Northern Ireland throughout all its turmoils throughout all the years. And I think that that's fundamentally the the nucleus of everything, that they absolutely loved being here. They didn't even move to Dublin. There must be an awful lot of weight on your shoulders being Francis McPeak the fourth to to keep this legacy going. And thankfully you you have come up with an idea to take the family's music even further. You started working in Hollywood, no less. Yes, um, for me, I think that in, in some way, every time I think that I have a new idea, and it's an original idea, I hear a story that my great-grandfather or my my grandfather or my father did it in the sort of like the 40s, 50s and 60s. So this isn't a new thing then, is that what it's, you're going to tell really me? It's really not, uh, no, because fundamentally all it is down to is saying our music is unique. It's different and people need to hear this and if people do hear this then it'll open them up to a world of music 
that has had a bad rap at times, you know what I mean? I mean, we do get this idea of it's only diddly D, do you know what I mean? It's only for pubs and sitting with pints around you. But whenever you look at the cream of Irish music and look at what we do, it's no different from rock, pop, rap. You have great music and you've got terrible music. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But you just need to experience it and then you'll find something new and different. And the re- all we're doing is pushing the boundaries, pushing the boundaries, because we know that there is an audience out there for us, and exactly the same time, we know that whenever people hear us, they go, hold on there, that's not all that bad, you know? There is a huge weight on your shoulders, though. A huge weight. I have to say, it took me 20-odd years to come to terms with it, because I always wanted to make my own music I wanted to be Francis McPig, me. And I remember in primary school, my first day in primary school, um, the teacher was calling out, and I was only, what, four, four and a half years of age, and the teacher was calling out everybody's name. And she came to my name, and she, well, it was like Johnny Smith and Kieran Byrne and blah, blah, blah. And then she came to me and she went, Francis McPig. And it's a big, long pause. And she went, Francis McPig? And I sheepishly put up my hand that it was there, and she went, are you one of the McPeak family? So from one of my earliest memories, I've always been attributed to this family. And growing up in it, it doesn't make any difference to me, it's my family. But as the older I became, I didn't want, I wanted my own identity. But then there's a point where you realise that there is a rich heritage, that whenever you embrace it, it makes you better, and makes your music better. And if you don't run away from and accept it, then you become you, truly, if that makes sense. And now you have McPeak the band, and that's why we're here today in the Lyric Theatre in Belfast, because tonight is the St Patrick's Eve gig with the band. How are the band getting on? Um, The band is getting on fantastically. Um, I have to say that really whenever the band was starting out, the, the band came through the music school and in homage till the family and etc we are called McPeak but I have to say that the fundamental aspect of the music within the band is that we love making the music and the soul of music then the next big criteria I have to say is do I want to sit on a plane train or automobile with these guys for six to ten hours and still want to be with them whenever I get out the other end and I have to say yes because if that if I said no then it reflects on the music so I think I think we all do what we do and it all comes out as a unique sound and you got the new song out as well following yes we launched a single there about two three weeks ago and I have to say it's going absolutely fantastic it's going brilliantly um one of the first hurdles that we had was sending it out to radio stations that normally wouldn't play folk, what's folk music, traditional music. And we then had to give them a wee bit of a cattle prod and say, just listen to it. And as soon as the DJs or the hosts listened to it, the presenters listened to it, they went, wow. And it's starting to be played on the more commercial entities of radio and things. So it's again, it's back to the, thing, the same thing. Just give it a listen and you'll be blown away by it. And what is the plans for the McPeaks in the future. You know, as I said, in the fourth generation, you're going to run the band for it as long as you possibly can, but where would you like to take it? Each one of the McPeaks has taken it to a different level. 
what's your aim? What's your goal with the McPeaks by the time you say, I'm well, enough? Or I thought you were going to say I had six, uh, six tons of earth on my chest, you know what I mean? But no, I think that um, the ethos of the band for me is to create a situation where Irish traditional music loses its stereotypical views of where people can hear throughout Ireland and throughout the world and basically turn around and go, that music is great music. That it gets all those shackles taken away from it and people see it for what it is, which is great, fantastic music. And also I wouldn't mind a wee bit of global domination in the middle of it all, do you know what I mean? But really, I have to say that all I want to do is open the doors to Irish music globally and let people really see and hear what it's truly like. Francis McPeak IV talking to us exclusively for Celtic Music Radio at the Lyric Theatre in Belfast. The McPeak's brand new single, Falling, can be downloaded now on iTunes and for more details, check out their website, mcpeakmusic.com. And we'll leave you today with the McPeaks playing live. I'm Derek McIntyre from the Lyric Theatre here in Belfast wishing you a happy St Patrick's Day.
Thanks, Dave. See you back here in a minute.